And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, coming back one more time. And of course, let's jump right into the download. Now, the free-to-play model is unfortunately here to stay. And we saw a few weeks ago with the release of Multiverses that the free-to-play fighting genre is basically here to stay. With that, we have a new entry in that free-to-play fighting genre model this week, and that is Rumble Versus. Rumble Versus is a battle royale fighting game with wrestling and classic fighting elements developed by Iron Galaxy. Now, Iron Galaxy is the same studio that worked on a lot of the Season 2 uh, portion of the Killer Instinct game that is currently on the Xbox, which, again, started out as a free-to-play model as well. Players are tossed into Grappler City, excuse me, Grapital City, where they're put their skills to the test, but projectile weapons aren't allowed in this universe. I played through a little bit of it. It is fun. It is a nice free-to-play model right now. It's in a beta form, much like Multiverses was uh, that we talked about a few weeks ago. It's available on all platforms. And one of the things that we noticed was when Brian and I looked at this game this week on the NRW checkpoint is that the art style very, very much reminds us of a combination between Fortnite and Knockout City. Even though those two games aren't related, it does have that very uh, visually appealing, colorful sort of aesthetic there. Uh, I love so far just the rings as far as the cities are concerned and how there are they're pretty large you can really traverse them and hop up on buildings and boxes and and destroy things so in the brief time i played it i've enjoyed it now is it something i would keep coming back to i don't know yet the jury's still out on that one but it is a free to play game so it is available now in beta for anyone to download on all platforms let's get into the short takes now one of the saddest parts of growing up is that you grow up to a point where you see all of your icons from your childhood pass away and with the discussion of michelle nichols last weekend and unfortunately there are a lot of other people from the genre that have passed away in the past few weeks that i just i just did not get to or even really want to speak about on this platform but one of the people we've lost in the past week is Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John is probably best known for her role as Sandy in the film adaptation of Grease. She is someone who was very much a fixture of my childhood with Greece and watching Greece all the time because I swear it was on TV all the time growing up. In addition to that, my mom my mom played physical all the time. There was that stretch of like 81, 82, 83 
like that was like one of her favorite songs i swear i am surprised she didn't wear that vinyl record out with that song on there oh my goodness she played it so much she loved that song as well as the xanadu album that she came out with as well that accompanied the she as in living Newton john accompanied uh with that movie which i've never seen uh actually i've heard it's it's quite trippy but uh she is someone who has uh, who had a career that lasted decades still made music still acted but Greece is a role that is iconic that everyone remembered her for so Olivia Newton-John she's passed away I believe it was cancer if I remember correctly I know she'd been battling cancer um, off and on for the past few years or so so I believe ultimately uh, she succumbed to the illness Next up in the RIP section, maybe someone who is not as well-known as Olivia Newton-John, but if you're into 80s horror, this is definitely a, a face you remember, if not a name, and that is Kyle Gulga. He passed away at the age of uh, 93, a veteran actor of with over 165 film and TV credits to his name, over a 64 plus year career Uh, since the 80s though he's been very well known for his horror effort he's probably best known 1985 was a very big year for him as far as movies that have sort of transcended time as far as becoming horror classics Uh, first of which is one of my favorite horror movies the excuse me not just horror movies favorite zombie movie the first movie that ever and I mean ever gave me nightmares this movie sent chills up my spine and gave me nightmares for two weeks when i was i think i was about nine years old and the funny thing about it is i watched so many zombie movies after that i even watched part two of this one never did anything to me never scared me nothing 18 year old me in college i'm at a video store Yes, I'm that old we'll be at video stores. And this movie was on the bottom shelf. Now, I hadn't seen that movie in, you know, nine years. And this movie was Return of the Living Dead. So I stood there, 18-year-old me. I saw this movie, and a chill went up my spine. Like I was that nine-year-old kid again. It was absolutely insane. Since then, I've watched the movie several times and absolutely adored it. And part of me is like, I was scared of this, but, you know, things when you're a kid. But Kyle played Bert in that movie, and he also played Mr. Ward in, the, or the father, in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. And then he also, he has two sons, one son, uh, oh man, I forget the son's name, but he actually directed the horror movie Feast in the series there, and he, as in Kyle, was a main character in all three of those movies, so... Rest in peace to you, Carl. Rest in peace to uh, you, Miss Olivia Newton-John, as well. Two veteran actors of pop culture and genre films that left a lasting impression on my childhood and just media in general. Speaking of media, one of the most exciting aspects of media especially in the late 90s early 2000s was the explosion of streetball 
just really coming to prominence with movies in the uh, mid 90s like above the rim really bringing a prominence from a media perspective from a nationwide perspective to the culture of street basketball uh, i think that's the time when you really saw hip-hop especially new york-based hip-hop really start to proliferate images of Rucker Park and the basketball tournaments there. And with that whole sort of explosion into pop culture, you had one company that really was leading the charge with that. And that was And One. You had the And One mixtapes. They were a perfect fusion in many respects of hip hop as well as street ball and those sort of street ball antics uh, you had characters and, and street ballers with crazy names like skipped malu and hot sauce it was it was a cultural phenomenon and then it just faded away and i always wondered what happened i am assuming the company at one point in time went out of business and somebody scooped up the ip because now you can find and one branded sneakers at walmart so clearly it's not the uh, original company that's behind that well I'm going to get my answers. Netflix is releasing, I believe it's on August 23rd, the ent- Untold, excuse me, uh, Untold, the Rise and Fall of N1. And from the trailer, it looks like we're going to get a comprehensive overview of what really happened with N1, how it exploded, and more importantly, how it died. It's I'm very interested that Brian and I did a trailer reaction on that over at the NRW so you can check that out and it is a story that just fascinated us because it's one of those stories where you always wondered what happened where you see other companies that have come up that have not so much embraced that sort of street culture but athletic wear companies that have found their own niche to really proliferate and grow like Under Armour, whereas they have grown and become very much more, maybe corporate is not the word, but mainstream. And one really was in their niche and never found a way to really expand to the masses and before it ultimately died as a company. So I'm really looking forward to that until the rise and fall of N1 and that's going to be on Netflix on August the 23rd. All right, let's talk about some rock. So a few weeks ago, we talked about Vince McMahon and with that, there have been a lot of shuffling over the past few weeks. Stephanie McMahon and Nick Connor, co-CEOs, uh, Triple H, Paul Levesque uh, came back and he's now a talent senior talent coordinator or something to that effect but since that time he's also become head of creative and let me tell you i have never been more excited to keep up with wwe's product now than i have been the past few years let me rephrase that i've never been more excited to keep up with raw and smackdown i always before the nxt 2.0 the only wwe product i kept up with and watched on a weekly basis was NXT because that was some good ass wrestling and great storytelling and all of that was headed by Triple H now with Triple H in charge you had SummerSlam happen and you had the return of Bailey, and not just Bailey, she was flanked by Io Shirai now called Io Sky which is stupid but I get it and also Dakota Kai mind you Reports had it that Io Shirai was pretty much 
about to leave the company just waiting for a contract to expire and Dakota Kai was released back in April so right there impact new faces new storylines going forward as far as WWE was concerned and that was Smackdown then on Raw we had Tommaso Tampa getting some shine baby I, I'm like I'm so I'm so happy what they're doing with Tommaso Ciampa I'm really excited with the storylines and it only gets better from there then on Smackdown you had the surprise return of Karrion Cross with Scarlet and not just a return you didn't have him in that stupid ass gladiator shit that Vince had him in with no Scarlet you had Karrion Cross with Scarlet TikTok Hourglass the whole nine he's instantly inserted as a mega heel in that Drew Galloway Roman Reigns feud which I'm looking forward to see how that goes and then on Monday this is where you had storytelling there was so many little odds and ends going on behind the scenes during Raw from car crashes and accidents to police running around no one knowing what was going on until the very end the very end where you see this hooded figure trying to approach the ring area and the police grab him and the head the hood is pulled down and it's revealed to be Dexter Loomis I was hyped I was so hyped now I I I did not see Sam Shaw in Impact that was during that time where I just stopped watching Impact if you've listened to this podcast before you know that whenever they had Hogan running things and that match with him and Ric Flair this must have been circa 2011 or something to that effect I don't know when it was all I saw was why these two old men in the ring again and no disrespect to old men but it was a horrible match and I turned off impact and I never went back so I missed a lot of that impact from 2011 2012 up until really Matt Hardy and the whole um delete saga that's when I got back to impact so a good five years I didn't watch impact because of that bullshit Anywho, so I missed Sam Shaw there. Uh, I first became familiar with Sam Shaw when he f- was up against Nick Aldis for the NWA Championship, the 10 pounds of gold, a couple years back, and I became a fan of him. And then I feel like I was at NBA, NWA 71 or something to that effect. I don't remember. Um, I was very heavily into the 10 pounds of gold storyline between Tim Storm and Nick Aldis and that whole thing. That was that was great wrestling storytelling in my opinion. But then to bring him back... And then he really found his way, no pun intended, in NXT uh, with the whole uh, Persia Pirelli storyline and the way like that was fun. And it really utilized that whole persona. But it really looks like they are going to really double down with him as Dexter Loomis on Raw. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do with him. I don't think that anybody's ever really been able to utilize Sam Shaw in a really good way with his whole hatchet man axe murderer psychopath sort of persona and they did that someone in nxt but nxt was a lot lighter i think with the shift to tv 14 for raw i really think they can explore some of the darker elements of the character 
and really utilize him to be almost like a boogeyman for the brand which i think will be really exciting and something we hadn't seen in a while there but also just the cohesive storytelling of that that episode those breadcrumb breadcrumbs up until that reveal which is really really well done by the staff that i am excited to see what happens now there are a lot of things that are, are still present from vince has only been what two three weeks so this is a long-term sort of play so i am interested to see how all of this really progresses over the next month or two the next big pay-per-view is it until survivor series so i'm definitely looking forward to see how these storylines how the storytelling in general advances to a survivor series going forward so that's my take on uh, wwe right now under triple h's leadership it's it's coming up roses right now but we'll see how long that lasts wrestling is wrestling in your highs are just as um, high as your lowest lows. So we'll, we'll see what happens. From now, I recommend this game as the download maybe last week or two weeks ago. I totally forget. And that is As Dust Falls. And this is a game that is exclusive on Xbox as well as PC. And it is currently on Game Pass. Well, I had the time to really sit down and play through the first chapter uh, a few days ago let me tell you that game is intense that game is very intense it so reminds me of the feeling I got when I played the first season of Telltale's The Walking Dead that not knowing what's going on uh, not knowing who these people are and learning more through the interactions and then having the tension just ramp up little by little by little until you get to this point where everything's boiling over and you have to, to make decisions that really impact whether somebody lives or dies. It was a very compelling narrative gameplay experience kudos to the voice actors i really enjoyed that and it's interesting the art style is unique with the sort of painted and sort of sequential art style of a two tells a story nice almost sequential art i don't know quite how to describe it but i saw someone uh review it badly talked about it was like i'm playing through a powerpoint presentation that's such a disservice to what it's what the game is what the narrative is as well as how the art and art style is used to express the emotions of the characters during the course of the story so i for one thought it was really excellent a really tense playthrough and I will say again, I love how the game is natively optimized for whatever screen you're playing on. Um, you can play it from your phone via the cloud, uh, touchscreen computer, if you're playing it on PC or via the cloud on Game Pass. Um, it's, it is a really excellent narrative adventure game. 
and I've only played through the first chapter. I, I do like the narrative branches. Uh, one of the things with the Telltale games is that at the end of each chapter, you got a, a percentage of how many other people chose uh, this decision in the story compared to what you did and with as dust falls it does something different but it shows this sort of branching path so it shows the path you took but it shows what would have happened if you took the opposite or another decision and how that would have branched off to the story that you ultimately would have gotten to at the end of episode one so that i thought was very unique and offers a lot more when it comes to that replayability of the game so i am really enjoying it i will say to you if you like those sort of narrative adventures if you do have game pass whether it's pc or um xbox game pass or game pass ultimate definitely download the game um if you don't it's a 30 dollars purchase i think that the game is is well worth 30 dollars from the time i played with it so far so that is my quick review on as dusk falls now let's get into our fragrance of the week now our fragrance of the week is another one from the House of Authenticity Perfumes, and this one is Tobacco Boss. You'll find this in a 60ml bottle for right now the sale price of $39.99 as of this recording, and it's what, around August the 12th. It is a fragrance that apparently is on clearance, so if it's something that you fancy, you might want to get it soon before it's all gone. So top notes include bergamot and orange, Heart notes include tobacco, bay leaf, eucalyptus, and patchouli. Then the base includes vanilla, honey, leather, tonka bean, and sandalwood. It is described as a daring fragrance blend, uh, that blends citrusy floral and woody accords for a rich aroma that you'll find uh, feel confident wearing to any occasion. Now, my impressions are I wouldn't wear this to any occasion. Uh, and... and not that it's a bad fragrance, but let me explain. Okay, so when I first received the fragrance, I just sprayed it on the back of my hand. Uh, from the outset, for me, and I, I will specify why I'm stressing for me, I got that tobacco note immediately. It was a, a rich, sort of sweet, pipe tobacco note. On the back of my hand, I got some of the honey and the bergamot but I got the eucalyptus really, really quickly. And that eucalyptus doing that spray, that test spray was for me a bit off-putting as it mixed with everything else. So a few days later, I actually wore it. Again, same result with the tobacco, tobacco off the top, really rich, really potent in my opinion. And then I got the orange and the bergamot, and then I got the tobacco again with that not so much the leather, but the, the bay leaf patchouli. I didn't get a lot of the eucalyptus when I actually sprayed it on my pulse points. So it may have just been the, the skin on the back of my hand and how thin that was. And just, you know, some things really were more prominent. So this fragrance then, after a couple hours, about six hours in, I started to get more of the sweetness, the honey and the tonka bean, uh, more of the leather and the vanilla and the sandalwood, really a lot more of the leather. 
And then as the day went on, I got more and more of the sweetness. And the fragrant life on Instagram, basically his impressions were that he got a very sweet, someone coming kind of maple sugar or maple syrup sort of scent. And not saying it was bad, he just didn't get a lot of tobacco. And as my day went on, I started to get that syrupy sweetness as well. And again, it's not a bad thing. It is just not one that you would have expected with a name like Tobacco Boss. I enjoyed it. It reminded me of, and I said this on our TikTok, uh, Waffle Crisp cereal, Maple Waffle Crisp, whatever it was called uh, back in the day. It's something it was when I ran track in high school was my ritual. Like it's this, I always had a baggie and I'm eating this Waffle Crisp before track me. It's like one of my rituals that I had. So I remember the smells quite distinctly and that is what it smelled like as far as longevity i woke up the next morning and i still smell like it and even today i have showered twice i have applied another cologne i woke up this morning and i'm still smelling that honey maple sugar is or syrup is residue on my wrist it's it's really quite impressive the longevity of the authenticity perfumes fragrances and this fragrance is no different so i do like tobacco boss i will say this though it seems as one and this is one of the things i love about fragrances fragrances are very intimate they're very different depending on your body chemistry it may not present the same way on me as it does you just as when i was speaking with fragrant life it presented on him differently even reading some of the reviews and all of the reviews were good by the way on the website everyone has a different experience with this fragrance as to how it presented so just to let you know it's going to be different and i think this one of all the other authenticity perfumes that i have had a chance to sample this one is probably the one not probably this one is the one that has been the most drastic between wearers that I've, I've encountered and read reviews on. And again, that's not a bad thing. This just goes to show you how fragrances are always going to be slightly different for each individual wearer. So that's it for Tobacco Boss. What am I wearing today? Today I'm wearing Starwalker. Now Starwalker by Mont Blanc is a fresh woody fragrance. And I've been informed it's apparently discontinued. So let me tell you, off the top, if you see it in the store, get it. It is definitely one to have in your collection. Uh, you're going to find top notes of bamboo, bergamot, mandarin, orange, middle notes of amber, ginger, nutmeg, fir resin, and then base notes of musk, sandalwood, and cedar. It is an excellent fragrance for the spring and the summer. It is an excellent fragrance for the office. It is fresh. It is witty. It doesn't, it doesn't have this like monster projection. It doesn't have this monster longevity, but it works and it's clean. And it's something that can very easily be your signature scent. It's not offensive. You can overspray it. It's one that you can wear to all different types of affairs, to the office, black tie, maybe even a date as well, especially if you spray it on kind of thick. It is one that I think is very versatile, and I'm, I'm glad it was picked up for me as a gift this past Christmas. It's definitely one that I 
want to go to often. And I would say as far as my signature sense of concern is probably number four or five on my list. As far as if I had five for life, what I would reach for is definitely on that list. But that is what I'm wearing today. Star Walker by Mont Blanc. And with that, this is the end of another episode of the Satorian Geek Podcast. Uh, make sure you check us out man check us out uh utilize the links in the show notes for a discount to pete and pedro or the code ehawks10 also sign up for our patreon where you get this early you get shout out as well as you get access to exclusive video content as well as the off-topic podcast Make sure you check me out every week on the NRW Checkpoint with my man Brian Saff. Be sure to check me out on social media on Instagram at WebsterStyle and at Sotoyo and Geek. On Twitter at WebsterStyle and of course on TikTok at underscore WebsterStyle. Make sure you check out anything and everything that is WebsterStyle, WebsterStyle.com. And of course drop us an email if you want to at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Thank you again for listening. Remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. A million the vicinity without a bow tie. Okay, I might have went over the edge. Yeah. Besides, I really let them clothes on them legs yeah. and thighs. Need to get strong, we can lift them to the sky. The party starts at 12. Yeah. We got a little time, time, hey. time hey. to get hey. it on. Get and on. no fact, I'm the type of pussy on. And after that, take a picture with the phone of the outfit. Omit, I'm choosing what we on. That was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be bow tie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't... Well, I know last time... Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear... Oh, I miss million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp, babe. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the wrist game for it. Kill it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match a very corset. Cause no one man should have all that styling Take it off, clothes on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes Cause no one man should have all that styling Take it off, clothes on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes Let's see what it seems If it is what it seems Chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. No. Movement, though. Smoking hot, rocking this pen. So oh. thin. Tie hairline, looking like a skin. So pimp. No lie, I'm sharper than the utensil. And stroke, mental. Plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, funny. We tell it, fit it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back. Kind of funny, can you tell me what's the project of the range? Rover, hang on me. When we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a lip like an ankle sprang on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because no one man should have all that styling. Take it out, clothes on the floor, passing. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that styling. Take it out, clothes on the floor, passing. Hey, hey, let me, let me see.
Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong.